Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach the podcast. As always, it's your host Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. And it has been a pretty crazy week. I feel like in the celebrity world, there have been a lot of things to come out about, say, Ansel Elgort or Chris Delia. And I'll get into all that after the episode, like I always do. Sometimes I want to switch it up. But then, you know, I feel like it just throws everything off. And I'm kind of like, I should always do the episode first. Like, that's how I feel. So if you like the pop culture better, I get it. But just, just like, (laughs) skip to mark like 28. I feel like usually like 25 to 28 is when I start getting into celebrity gossip pop culture. Real quick, I want to say, you should watch Friday Night Lights. One thing I have learned is that a lot of my followers have never given Friday Night Lights a chance. And I know I've been trying to do like little hot takes at the beginning of episodes, whatever. But I'm going to tell you this. Friday Night Lights is the best teen drama that I ever watched. And I loved One Tree Hill, loved Gossip Girl, loved The O.C. But Friday Night Lights, other than the weird season two that they did when there was the writer's strike, definitely the best teen drama out there. You can't go wrong with Tammy Taylor. You can't go wrong with Coach Taylor. Can't go wrong with Matt Saracen and his grandma. Tyra Collette is a fucking legend. She is definitely like my favorite teen drama character, I'd say. I'd say she's up there. She's like really high up there. Probably like Brooke Davis-esque. And it's kind of funny, like looking back, I always liked Brooke. Like I always liked Brooke Davis. But I really loved other characters. I loved Rachel Gatina. She was my bitch. Uh, (laughs) Is that okay to say? I feel like when I say that, I mean it in like the nicest way possible. But you guys know I loved Rachel. I really liked season two and season three Peyton. But I don't know. I feel like Brooke gets all the love when there are plenty of other great female teen drama characters that we can work with. And honestly, I would rather listen to Summer Roberts and Blair Waldorf than Brooke Davis sometimes. And there I said it, please don't unsubscribe. But seriously, if you are looking just for a teen drama to sink your teeth into, watch Friday Night Lights. One awesome thing about that show is it was pretty much all ad-libbed. They'd have like certain lines that they had to say, but for the most part, it was all just them getting into their own characters' minds. And it's all filmed with like a handheld camera. Not Cloverfield though. It's not like the movie Cloverfield, which almost made me sick. Remember movie theaters? Remember those? Last movie I saw in theaters was Cats. So (laughs) I need to like, when movie theaters are like okay to open again, I'm going to have to really redeem myself because last one I saw was Cats. I took a half day from work like a few days before Christmas and decided that was my go-to plan. But I hope you guys have had a good week and thank you for allowing me to hang out with you for like 40 minutes. We'll see how long this episode goes. And like I said, we will cover all the celebrity gossip stuff that has been going on. And we'll also talk about Jersey Shore because I talked some shit. I talked some shit about Snooki before this season started and I'm going to have to formally apologize to her and just hope that... I mean, you know she listens to this podcast every week, so I just have to hope she can find it in her heart to forgive me. Oh, and just real quick before I forget, I love following Justin Anderson on Instagram, the guy who does Kristen Cavallari's hair. I mean, he does a whole bunch of people's hair, but if you didn't watch Very Cavallari, I don't know if you know who Justin is. Anyway, I really wish that they let Scooter have more of a storyline because he's fucking hysterical on that Instagram story. Like, he's always dancing and being crazy. And I feel like whenever we saw him on Very Cavallari, he was just like, why won't you marry me when I'm sure he's way more fun than that? I just wanted to put that out there before I forgot. 
Now we are in episode 10, season 3. Can you believe we've made it this far? I can't believe it. But this episode is called What Goes Around. So as always, Lauren does her recap and she says, He and I finally got together, meaning her and Brody. We find out that Audrina and Lauren haven't spoken since their big Vegas fight. And she also kind of talks about Jem Bunny and Heidi being friends still. And then she says that Jem Bunny has something to tell her. We just cannot get rid of Jennifer Bunny. No matter how bad we don't want Jennifer Bunny in our lives, she's going to be in our lives for a little while longer. Remember, like a few episodes ago, I was like, and that is the end of Jam Bunny. No, she keeps coming back. So we start off the episode in the fashion closet, and Lauren starts it off by talking about Vegas, and she goes, Brody kissed me. And Whitney's happy for her. You know Whitney's just kind of like, cool, I don't care. I wasn't invited to Vegas. I actually wonder if she was invited and she was just like, I cannot handle Vegas with those psychopaths. But Lauren also says that her and Audrina got into a fight and immediately Whitney's like, Justin Bobby. Whitney doesn't even need to ask what it's about because she knows how Lauren can be and she knows that it's about Justin Bobby. But during this conversation, Lauren gets a text messages and it's Jen Bunny saying that they need to have a talk. They need to have a conversation. And both her and Whitney are like, random. And then Whitney just goes, she probably wants to smooth things over. Yes, Whitney. Yes, she probably does. You know, sometimes Whitney, I call her the wise old owl. But then there are other moments where I'm like, okay, Captain Obvious Whitney. So we don't know what she's going to talk about. We don't know what Jem Bunny wants, but we know that she wants to tell her something. And remember, a few episodes ago, there was that moment where Heidi said Brody Jenner spread the rumors. So keep that in the back of your head. But now we are back at Lauren and Audrina's apartment and Audrina's just hanging out, painting her toes, very casual. And Lauren walks in, then drops the Jen Bunny news. And Audrina's kind of like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like not a ton of emotion as Audrina does. And then Lauren has like a come to Jesus moment. I feel like every once in a while, Lauren becomes very self-aware and this is one of those moments. So I'm going to play an audio clip right now. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I've kind of been just like overstepping and being too judgmental, like the way I've been treating with Justin. It's hard because I'm a very stubborn person and I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I just feel really, really bad. And like, I'm just at this point, even though it's been so far along, like I'm still really broken from last year. And it's like, I'm still dealing with all that. And I think that I'm just so scared for anyone to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Look what I did last year, where it's like, I'm trying to think that I'm being a good friend. And like, I made my roommate move out. Like she couldn't even live with me. And it's like, I'm trying not to do it again. And I don't want it to happen again. So I'm just, you have to help me though, because if I'm like being annoying, you just need to tell me to no. shut up. Just be like, Lauren, shut up. You're like one of my best friends. I know. I just, so I just don't want to push fail. anyone else away. And I need to just basically shut up and be happy for you when you're happy. So I'm really yeah. sorry. It's okay. Apology accepted. And to be honest, I don't remember Lauren ever admitting she was wrong. So I feel like that is a really big step. And as I've said a billion times, I am definitely the Lauren of my friend group. Like there are moments where I'm like, oh shit, like I really need to stop overstepping my boundaries. But I have stopped. I think I've done a really good job. Here and there, I'll still do it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's important to tell your friends when they're dating someone who isn't great for them. Obviously, you don't need to like harp on it every single time you see them. But I do think if I was dating someone who was a real piece of shit that my friends would be like, hey, Kelly, maybe don't. 
But again, I felt like that was a big moment for Lauren to just be like, hey, I know I'm overstepping. Please tell me when I'm overstepping. But you know, Audrina's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you when you're overstepping because you're going to get so mad at me. Now, the next scene, we have Miss Lowe and Lauren shopping together. And Lowe is surprised that Lauren apologized to Audrina. Lauren's like, yeah, I talked to Audrina and apologized for everything. And Lowe goes, for Vegas? Yeah, for the whole Justin thing. Justin's a loser, whatever. So I guess we can take it from that statement that Lowe didn't get Justin Bobby to smile at all in Vegas. And Lauren just goes, I'm just sick of fighting with people. She's like, I'm over fighting with people. I don't want to do this anymore. But they find a huge infinity scarf and Lowe loves it. And she doesn't know how to wear it, but Lauren shows her because Lauren's the fashionista of the two, as we know. But if you have any questions about your gut health, go to um, Lowe Bosworth's, what is it, Love Wellness that, that, that'll help you with gut health. If you need fashion tips or Pinterest tips, go to Lauren Conrad. But then Lauren drops the bomb that Jem Bunny wants to have lunch. And she's like, I'm going to get lunch with her. And now remember, Jen is the reason why Lo and Lauren had a falling out. She's the reason they stopped being friends. So of course, Lo's a little off about it, as I would be as well. But Lo's like, I just don't understand what she wants. And I hope you don't trust her right away. Or something like that. She doesn't say that exactly, but she says something about trust. And Lauren goes, she needs to earn my trust. But Lowe's just unhappy because again, Jen came between the two of them and they didn't speak for like a year or something. But Lowe says, I just don't want that mean girl to be mean to you again. And Lauren says, thank you, Mama Lowe. But yeah, I kind of get why Lowe would be a little off about Jennifer Bunny trying to sneak her way back into Lauren's life. But enough about sneaky Jennifer Bunny. We're at Bolt House. Because again, we have to remember that Heidi is a part of the series. Even though they're living very separate lives and she's only ever in scenes at Bolt House, her apartment or weird dinners with Jennifer Bunny, they are still in the show. Spidey is still a part of the storyline. But Brent ends up asking, you know, you tell me what happened this weekend. And Heidi explains the whole Elodie situation. And she's like, Elodie said she was going to take my shift. I don't really know. She said she was going to take it. And then Brent goes, well, how does he talk? He's like, well, Elodie doesn't work here anymore. I don't know. He's not, he's, he has a voice. He has a voice on him, okay? And Brent's pissed. And then he reminds her that this is a real job. This is a busy job. This isn't your typical nine to five. And Heidi promises it won't happen again. He's kind of like, you fought for this role. We gave you this role. And she goes, yeah, I know it's not going to happen again, Brent. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because of course she's talking in her serious voice as she does. Again, just a really quick clip to remind us that Heidi is still on the show. Now we are at the Lauren Conrad and Jennifer Bunny lunch. And Lauren walks up. Jennifer is sitting there. And it's just like a casual, hey, what are you doing? How have you been? And Jen goes, that's a pretty bracelet. Where did you get it? It's a friendship bracelet. A friend gave it to me. What shade? There are a few people who can outshade Lauren Conrad. I'm sure of that. And right after that, Jen's like, I know I should have called you because of the rumors, but I'm, I, that's like a low voice. I'm sorry. But anyway, Jen's like, I should have called you because I knew about the rumors and I know that it was really awful, but I didn't want to reach out. And Lauren was kind of like, yeah, I'm glad you didn't reach out because it wouldn't have been a good time. But it's just like a really awkward conversation. And then Jen tells her that Brody started the rumor. She's like, I had lunch with Heidi and she told me that Brody's the one who told everybody. And Lauren just doesn't believe it. Lauren just kind of looks at her and she's like, why would Brody do that? Brody's my friend. Brody's been my friend through this whole thing. And Jen's like, just telling you what Heidi told me. 
And Lauren's still blaming Spidey for it. Lauren's like, it was not Brody. It was Spidey. We know this. We know this. Lauren goes back to her apartment and Audrina is sitting there hanging out folding laundry. I almost said folding Lauren. Did you hear that like little hesitation in my voice? But Lauren says she's no longer mad at Jen. She's like, Jen and I are fine. We're in, I'm not mad at her anymore. And then she gives her the rundown about Heidi blaming Brody. And Audrina and Lauren don't believe that. And Lauren and her are kind of going back and forth. And then Lauren says, truth in time, tell all. And she quotes Justin Bobby. See, she's really trying. She's like, okay, maybe JB isn't all bad. The next scene, we're at the Spidey apartment. And Spencer is shocked that Heidi got into trouble. That wasn't your fault. You got it covered. It's not like you knew Elodie was going to do that to you. But Heidi's also shocked by it too. Heidi's like, yeah, I don't even get why I was in trouble. Or however she talks when she talks to Spencer. We all know I can do her serious voice. Her actual voice is a little more difficult. But she's just like, it's not my fault. And Spencer just says, lesson learned. You can't depend on anybody. And you know, he's like, other than me, because I control you. Now we are on a date with Audrina and Justin Bobby. In this scene, Justin Bobby seems normal. I mean, as normal as Justin Bobby can seem. But Audrina and JB, they're playing pool. And Justin says, I can hang doing this. When there's too many people, it gets all staticky and I can't deal with it. And Audrina understands. She goes, you don't like a lot of people around. And they're like weirdly cute in this scene. I know they're not a good couple. I know they're very toxic for one another. But they have their moments. And this is one of their sweet moments where they're just kind of like, chatting playing pool being flirty he's actually being nice and like hugging her and looking at her like he has feelings for her but this conversation's pretty funny Audrina goes I talked to Lauren you did she apologized and said she was being controlling she was I told her to stay out of it but she apologized and won't butt in and then we get a true Justin Bobby quote I think things should be happy and blissful and just mellow. He just doesn't understand Lauren. And right after that, Audrina beats him in pool and then they hug and it's a cute moment. But hopefully the hatchet is buried between Lauren and Justin Bobby. Probably not Lowe and Justin Bobby, but maybe Lauren and Justin Bobby can be cool with one another. Now we are at the dinner, the Lauren and Brody dinner. And I feel like Brody just isn't smooth. I used to think he was, but now like... His weird constant eye fucking and mumbling about always looking hot. It just doesn't do it for me. I know I'm also not 15 anymore, so that's probably something. But like Lauren walks up, he's like, hmm, 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 you look beautiful. You always look beautiful. You never look not beautiful. Oh my God, you look so beautiful. And Lauren's like, thank (laughs) y'all. But anyway, they joke about Vegas. Then they cheers to true friends because again, they're true friends. Spidey, they're not true friends. Brody and Lauren, though, true friends truest friends I've ever seen my whole life. But they take a shot of sake. And then Lauren drops the bomb on Brody that Heidi blames him for the rumors. And we all know Mr. Brody Jenner, you know, he's not into drama. He doesn't like drama. You know, I'm not into that drama life. When there's drama, I'm not there. Drama sucks. (laughs) That's pretty much how Brody feels about drama, even though he's typically usually right in the middle of all the drama. But I am going to play an audio clip to for Brody's reaction to the drama. Because you, again, he's Mr. Brody Jenner, I hate drama. She said that you spread. I've been one of those rumors. She's lost her mind. They both have. If that's what she's going around saying, she's completely lost her mind. Because it's not true. But you won't look at me and tell me that you know they did it. I try to stay away from that. I just need you to be honest with me. And if I knew something like that about you, I would tell you. 
Because you're my friend. Yeah, well, now I was stuck in a bad position. I understand that, but it comes down to wrong and right. Obviously, in this situation, he's wrong. And that's just plain and simple. It's easy to see. But so why won't you look at me and tell me they didn't? So there we have it. Brody Jenner has confirmed that it was in fact Spidey who leaked the rumors, even though we've already kind of known that. But I can remember watching this back in the day and that being like the moment. Like, holy shit, Brody's actually turning on Spencer for real. Well, I guess Spencer kind of turned on everybody and went a little nutso, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. Next day, we're at Teen Vogue and Lauren is folding clothes and Whitney walks in and she goes, did you go out last night? Sorry, Lauren said that. Lauren says, did you go out last night? And then Whitney says, no, I went to bed at 10. In Whitney's voice, you can hear it. She's like, not everyone goes out every single night, Lauren. And I understand they're like 21, but actually, you know what? They actually, they don't go to school and have a fake job. So actually, I don't get it. But I feel like up until I was like 26, I would go out even on, I call them school nights. I call work nights school nights. But I feel like up until 26, maybe 27, I would still go out on school nights. But now I don't think I could do it. Or like when I do, I'm not very well the next day. But Lauren fills her in on the dinner with Brody. And now she's like, he admitted it was Spencer that spread the rumors. And Whitney asks, do you think Heidi was involved? I don't know. Maybe I just, I, I just kind of, maybe she just went along with it. I don't know. And then Whitney says, well, Jen needs to know to stop spreading rumors. Whitney is not a fan of Jem Bunny. You can tell. She's actually, Whitney's probably not a fan of like most of them. I feel like she probably only liked Lauren, maybe Audrina, maybe Lo, but like she definitely did not like Heidi or Jem Bunny or maybe she liked Brody. I don't know. But it's true. Like Jem Bunny stopped spreading rumors about people spreading rumors about spreading rumors about Lauren. So now we knew that Jen couldn't be trusted, right? Because the very next scene, Jennifer is having lunch with Heidi. And Bunny's acting weird, and Heidi asks why she's acting weird, and she goes, I went to lunch with Lauren. I'm glad you two are still friends. I thought the whole thing was just silly. You know, this is probably just me, but I have an issue with adults using the word silly about situations. I just don't like it. You know, I would rather you be like, the whole situation was bullshit, than to be like, the whole situation is just silly, like silly willy. I know they're only 21, but I still feel like you can't call things silly when you're a grown human. Like if you're a little kid, sure. Or if you're talking to a child, absolutely things are silly. But I don't know, adult to adult, if you tell me a situation's silly, I'm going to be like, what is it really like? Explain it to me like an adult. And then Jen asks her, she's like, so you don't want to be friends with her again? And Heidi's like, if we can move on, but Bunny hopes they can be friends again. And I, you know what? I have to play an audio clip because these two are painful for me. You guys know these two are like maybe my least favorite characters on the whole season, series. I'll say series, sorry. Sorry, I meant series, not season. How many S's can I do in a row? Anyway, I'm going to play an audio clip right now. I mean, I love that you're friends with Lauren again. I think you should be friends. I thought the whole thing was silly. I thought, you know, so you do want to be friends with her again? we can put this whole thing behind us, you know? I, I mean, that would be amazing if you guys could just if, end the drama, but it's just like such a sticky situation. You know what I mean? It's not a little thing. It's not like someone kissed someone. It's like someone put something in front of millions of people. 
table, but I feel like I have to, like, tell you. Brody told Warren that, you know, you and Spencer did it. I mean, obviously he's going to say that. It's not, really, I want really, to really it. really didn't. Really didn't. You think I did? No, I'm thinking. You think I did? I'm thinking. Okay, I would think that you would know better. I'm not Spencer. What? Are you sure Spencer? I didn't yes, say I'm you. sure Spencer. Yeah, that's all I was asking. It's like a question. Because I was told that. I think it's just funny that you're coming and blaming me for it. I, don't I just think blame that. You. But you're coming at me. Yeah, like, no, 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 I just asked. I'm just going to, like, bring it up. If you say no, that's that. That's done. And then they get the check, and that is that. Also, this whole scene, Bunny, her drink keeps getting, like, full, then not as full, then it kind of empties out, then it's full again. And remember, this is why Love is Blind had those wild wine glasses, because it's easier to edit. Honestly, all shows should just do that, because it's easier to edit that way. Now we have a Spidey moment, and Heidi tells Spencer that Brody is blaming them for the rumor. And Spencer just goes, he's such a little bitch. And Heidi's like, how could she ask me this? I've been her friend through all of this. And all Spencer says is, he's so shady. Talking about Brody still. And then there is a moment where she kind of looks at Spencer and asks him about the rumor and asks if he spread it. And he just gives her this look. And it's the look of like, of course I did, you dummy. But end of the day, we all know Heidi was in on it too. Like, there's no way Spencer did that and Heidi didn't know about it. I will never, ever believe that. And yeah, that is how the episode ends. Because you're kind of like, Heidi kind of looks weirded out by it. But it's like, girl, you knew. You knew what your man was up to. You knew what he was doing. Don't even try and play us. We know. But yeah, that is the episode. And it's it's really building up. It's building up to everything. I mean, soon we're going to get to the I want to forgive you and I want to forget you moment. Ooh, chills just thinking about it. One of the most iconic lines of reality TV ever. But yeah, that is that is the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And let's get into some other stuff, okay? Let's get into some other stuff. Now, today, Kristen posted... It's Monday. I'm recording on, like, Sunday and Monday this week. But Kristen posted a picture, like, a Happy Father's Day a day late. And I genuinely think she did it because she got shit for it. She got shit for not posting Happy Father's Day on Father's Day. If you guys remember... Jay posted from his Instagram account, Happy Mother's Day to Kristen. And everyone was like, Kristen, that's you. Kristen, we know you're on Jay's account. And Kristen said no. I mean, I'm guessing Jay has full access to his account now. I don't think. I mean, I don't know, honestly. But I don't think Kristen is on his account. But Kristen was a day late because she was starting to get kind of called out on um, on social media. People were kind of like, oh, that's funny how Jay posted something when we all thought you posted from Jay's account. And now she put up a nice little picture of her three kids watching him play football. But he's not in the picture at all. He's like way off in the distance. I'm kind of like, oh, (laughs) I guess it's supposed to be the kids like watching him and like idolizing him. But yes, she eventually posted it. And she also posted a picture of her rocking like this. She looks super hot in the picture in a black dress, heels and a black mask. And oh, my God. I mean, I don't, whatever your opinion on masks are, I wear a mask because like when I go out places, because I think it's like solidarity, I feel bad seeing, you know, people at the grocery store, wherever I am wearing a mask and they have to wear it for like eight hours. I can wear it for like a half hour at a grocery store or Old Navy or wherever I am. But so many people were commenting and someone was like, take that cage off of your face. I'm like, what the fuck, people? There are way worse things going on in the world than that. I don't know. I just kind of feel like people are insane 
And I've been feeling that way for a while. And I think I talked about this last week. It's just like everything is so intense right now. Everything that I am feeling, whether it's like, actually, you know what? It's probably pretty much lately just negative feelings. And I just feel like it's so intense. I feel like everything's just dragging me down and it's making me go insane. And a few followers have told me that they feel the same way. And I just feel like, when are we going to be able to kind of have a normal life again? I know probably not till next year, which really sucks. But yeah, I just, you know how I like to have dear diary moments. And I guess that was a dear diary moment. But yeah, I do feel like everything's just heavy lately. And I feel like a lot of us are struggling. And I guess just know you're not alone in it. Just know that a lot of people are going through a lot of shit right now. And hopefully the world can slow down a little bit between, you know, a fucking pandemic social unrest I'm trying to think we were supposed to have like killer hornets where did they go did they just see what was happening in the United States and they're like hey we'll be back we'll be back later like what the fuck is July gonna bring who knows what's gonna happen but I promise to at least make podcasts and hopefully make you guys smile because this actually really cheers me up also fun fact this week marks three years of Laguna Beach I can't believe I've been doing this for three years. And there's always those moments where I'm kind of like, how the fuck don't I have 50,000 followers? And I feel like that's a very selfish thought to have. It's kind of like, why don't I have more followers? What am I doing wrong? But then I have to think of all the cool things that, you know, this this page has allowed me to do. I mean, interviewing Kristen, interviewing all the cast that I've been able to interview. It's really cool when I go out and meet you guys. And it's cool getting a bunch of awesome DMs. And you know what sucks is every once in a while I'll post like, a hateful DM that I'll get and I kind of shouldn't do that because then it's just giving them more attention and I'm not gonna do that anymore so year three no more troll posts no more trolls I think I've gotten a lot better with it not affecting me as much every now and then you feel like shit and then you see a shitty message you're like what the fuck but yeah Thank you guys for hanging out with me for three years of my life. And it's been three pretty fucking big years. Moved halfway across the country. My cat passed away. And I know I talk about that a lot, but like she was the most important thing in my life. So I just feel like there have been a lot of life changes and you guys have been along for the ride. And I'm very happy about that. And I hope that we have a lot more time together. I'm really happy that, you know, back in January, I was like, I don't want to do Laguna Beach anymore. I want to quit. And I'm really glad I didn't do that because obviously... It's continued to grow and, and it's been, I love it. I love doing the podcast. I love talking to all of you. So I probably should have saved that little rant for the end. But when it, when it comes to me, I just have to say it. I just have to talk about it. Okay, so the Jersey Shore season finale happened last week. And honestly, I think it's the series finale. I'm going to say it. I think that Jersey Shore is over. I don't expect it to come back. If it does come back, it's going to be bad. I mean, I know that Snooki wasn't like a ton of fun anymore. No, that's a lie. I'm gonna, I'm not going to say that because a few people are like, well, Snooki's boring now. Snooki is never boring. I think Snooki is a fucking icon for reality TV and her running around saying, where's the beach is one of the funniest scenes to ever be on any show ever. And I say that confidently, even though I've pretty much only watched reality shows that are on MTV. But before the season started, I read, I like heard some of the leaked audio and stuff. But watching the episode, I apologize because Snooki, JWoww, and Dina weren't that bad. Like the, um, the groomsmen's, the, sorry, the best man said way worse things than any of them said. And if you haven't seen it yet, maybe just like keep going. Sorry if I'm spoiling this. I should have said spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh my God, I can't speak. I should have said spoiler alert before I got into this. And I apologize about that. So spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about the season finale of Jersey Shore. 
But honestly, I don't think it was that bad. And then um, I almost said, Audrina, Jesus, what is wrong with my brain today? And then Angelina talked herself into being angry, right? Like she wasn't that mad. And then she looked at Chris and she's like, you're mad. You're mad. I know you're mad. You're mad. And Chris is like, I'm not angry. And she's like, everyone's upset now because of these girls. These girls just want to humiliate me. I don't think the girls wanted to humiliate Angelina. I genuinely don't. Their reaction was genuine. It was like, holy shit, she's mad. We're sorry. So the episode continues and on, and I keep on saying, Audrina, I'm sorry. And Angelina like flips out the whole time. She's like, get your cameras out of my face. I don't want you here. Get your cameras out of my face. And eventually Angelina's lawyer shows up and he's like, you can't kick him out. Like you're in a contract. There's, I mean, he, this isn't on air, right? Like they're not actually saying this on air, but he takes her into another room and he's like, you can't kick him out. You can't kick him out because they're paying for all this. MTV has paid for all this and you got to film. But while Angelina is having a terrible time, Snooki, Wow, and Dina start having fun. They're kind of like, you know what? Like, we didn't mean to ruin her night. We never wanted to do that. We just wanted to have a good time. And one thing that Dina did, so the girls ended up getting booed pretty hard for their jokes. And it was actually really funny because Dina decided to just have fun with it. Dina's like, whatever. And I do think Dina's underrated. I love Dina. I've always liked Dina ever since she showed up at the house. But anyway, Dina's walking around. She's like, did you boo? Are you the one who booed at me? Did you boo at me? And then she's like getting people to boo. And she's like, yeah, you did. I heard that boo. And by the end of the night, she's having fun with everybody. And while everyone's vibing, having a good time, dancing, She kind of walks over to Angelina and she's like, are we good? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. And Angelina's like, get away from me. So I think that Angelina just decided to make this a big spectacle when it wasn't, right? Like the girls, maybe they had some off-color jokes, but they were no worse than the best man's. And then halfway, like at the end of the episode, Snooki goes, I think I'm done. One other thing they did is they really broke the fourth wall. Like every once in a while, you'll see them stare at the camera or do something like that. But Dina pointed at the camera and goes, I am never filming with that girl again. And I think every reality show should break the fourth wall at this point. We all know you're on TV. We all know that you know you're being filmed. Like it doesn't it doesn't break anything if you make me know that you're on TV or make it known that you know you're on TV, whatever. I think it actually gives more to the show. And I think when the fourth wall is broken, it's harder for production to really, or not production, I'm sorry. It's harder for the cast members to really own the show because I feel like that's an issue with reality TV. Cast members think they're producers and they're not. You're not a producer on the show and you should have your shit shown because you're on TV. But I'm going to read this thing from Reddit that I found about this whole wedding fiasco. It's kind of long, so bear with me. But it gives a lot of insight to everything that happened at the wedding. And it's from an Ask Me Anything from someone on production. So like I said, this is very long, but I think it gives a lot of good insight to the wedding and Angelina in general, basically. This is from 93 days ago. I don't know how probably when we started quarantine. I don't know how long ago 93 days was. I can't even believe it's almost July. Where the fuck is time going? I have many thoughts on Angelina from working with her, but I will answer this question without bias as that was a decade ago. Angelina's wedding was paid for by the network, production, and sponsors. For this process, she would have needed to sign ironclad contracts, various contracts from NDAs, non-competes, agreements, and the list goes on. And in those contracts, 
You can bet your life that she had to relinquish any and all control from a filming and production logistics standpoint. Example being, production told her that Jenny, Dina, and Nicole would be in her bridal party and that they would need to make speeches at her wedding. Since she is not naive to reality television, she probably knew that this was a plot-driven strategy and she was, was most likely aware that these speeches were going to have a negative slant to end the season on a cliffhanger. In fact, I'm sure of it. Now, from what I've been told, Jenny, Nicole, and Dina did not want to make speeches. They had a variety of reasons, but mainly they felt it was disingenuous because they had not been close to her. But they also sign ironclad contracts and must go along with production. I heard that they said that they will only do it as long as production gives Angelina the heads up, and they agreed. Production told Angelina that the speeches could be explosive, meaning that most likely they're going to cause a reaction. Production is good at manipulating words. Using the word could is smart because you're given a heads up, but there is still the element of surprise, and her reaction to what goes down will be more genuine. I was also told that production wrote the speeches and did specify to Jenny, Nicole, and Dina that Angelina will be okay with what is written because she was made well aware beforehand. But because these three are veterans, when you see Dina telling Angelina that the speeches are good but funny, it is Dina's way of warning Angelina about production's intent in trying to be a peacemaker. I believe that the three girls are angry because Angelina flipped the script. She knew that there was a possibility that something could happen, and instead of rolling with it, she is using the situation to make them look bad when their hand was forced by producers. Let me say if this was real life and this happened, she would have every right to be angry. However, this whole scenario is scripted, and from what I know, she was in on it. Hence, you're all seeing the cast, including the boys, not taking her anger seriously. They feel she's trying to capitalize on something she already had prior information on and was trying to play the victim. We'll see how this plays out. So that was before, obviously, the episode aired and all this stuff, but that's exactly what happened, right? She wanted to be the victim because Angelina has been picked on. I will say that. I think Angelina knew who her character was. I think she played the character very well. And she's not like a likable character on the show, right? She's not like Polly D or... I think Dean is really likable. I know some people think she's annoying. But she knows that she is supposed to be the outlandish one. So I feel like that's kind of what she was doing. And it does suck because all season... I mean, her and Jenny got into the fight, but and I guess her and Snooki got into a fight. But I feel like they were having a pretty good time. And now I don't think there's going to be a series. I think Jersey Shore is donezo. I don't think it's going to come back. And I also find it really weird how much, like, MTV loves Polly D and Vinny. I mean, Polly D's, like, 40 and still, like, banging 22-year-olds when he can. And it just grosses me out a little bit. Speaking of MTV being obsessed with people, I'm going to talk about Jordan from The Challenge really quick. Jordan's kind of been on a press tour because a lot of clips from him from his real-world time have come out. And they paint him as in a really bad light because he said a lot of really bad shit. And I do think that Jordan has had racist undertones and he talks badly about women. He's used the R word, which is a word that, you know, I've had people be like, you know, well, I grew up saying it. It's not like I don't care. I'm like, well, you have to fucking grow up sometime. But I will never say the R word, the um, three letter F word, the N word. They're just words that you don't say, in my opinion. And he has basically said all of those words. 
Now, he has gone out on a little bit of a press tour with Naya, who is who he had issues with on his season of The Real World. She was actually kicked off of the challenge because she sexually harassed Jordan, and they kicked her off forever, as she should have been, you know? She was out of control. She should not have touched Jordan that way. But Jordan shouldn't be on the challenge either, in my opinion. I don't think he's really learned from anything. And they did a live together and Naya talked the whole time and basically said it was her fault that he came after her the way he did. And they kept saying like, everybody deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves room to grow. And I mean, what about D though? Does D not deserve room to grow? Does Taylor not? Does she, can she not have room to grow? That's just my issue is that I think it should be even across the board, right? I think that if you're going to punish one person, you have to do something. And just getting rid of women isn't a good look, MTV. I mean, it's not like they pick great people for reality TV. Most of the time when you're watching reality TV, you don't watch it for the good people. Maybe here and there. Like, I liked, I like Ariana and Tom Sandoval, but I'm not going to say they're like great people. I just think they're the best on Vanderpump Rules. You know what I mean? Like, I hated Spencer and Heidi, but they were a part of the show for a reason. Watching Real World, there's always those two or... I mean, everyone on Real World was pretty crazy. But if you think... I think about, like, San Diego with, you know, Brad, Robin, um, Jamie Chung, Cameron, Frankie, and then the guy from Boston. I forget his name. But they were all kind of nuts. But Jamie wasn't. Jamie was very chill. Jamie's very nice. Jamie did not have a storyline because of that. When you watch TV shows, in, in my opinion, I should say, like, in my opinion, when I'm watching TV shows, I don't go into work the next day and say, like, hey, did you see how Macy just, like, paid her bills on time? No, I say, like, did you see how fucked up Ryan was on Teen Mom the other night? And, and it's just, it's not a good way to be. We should be, like, normalizing more normal, happy people. But it's just not how reality TV works. And I don't even know where I was going. You guys know I like to go on roller coaster tangents. I don't know where I was going with that. But I do think MTV needs to get rid of Jordan. I do think that Johnny Bananas is just going to retire from the challenge after this season. Because he probably has a whole world of shit that can come his way. But a lot of cast members are starting to kind of speak up about how some challenges have been rigged to make sure that banana has, Bananas has won or make sure Jordan has won. And again, they could just be angry that they didn't win. I don't believe everything that everybody says. I've read enough celebrity blinds to know not to believe everything that's on the internet, guys. You guys knew I had to do a little MTV rant. I had no choice. So I don't know how many of you follow country music, but Carly Pierce filed for divorce from Michael Ray. And Michael Ray is a hottie patati, in my opinion. I don't know what he does. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his blue eyes. Maybe like he's just a little built, but I did see him in person. He's a little shorter, but I kind of like short guys, but we're not going to get into my issues right now. We're talking about Carly and Michael, okay? But they started dating sometime last year, maybe even, I don't know, 2018. What year is it? I don't even know. But anyway, they've been together for a little bit, but everything with them happened really fast. And immediately I was like, this is a PR relationship. There is no doubt in my mind that these two are together for PR. Everything he posted was about her. Everything she posted was about him. They got engaged really fast. Everything leading up to the wedding was sponsored. 
And they did so many things for, like, People Magazine when they got married. Everything was, like, sponsored again. There was a People Magazine spread. And I kind of feel like if you have a People Magazine spread, there's something else behind it. I don't know why. I think it's because Enti Lawyer told me so. But these two moved really fast. They got married in October, and they're already um, getting a divorce. This did not help either of their careers. And I'm saying that's why they're getting a divorce, allegedly. I don't know how they, if they were like really, really together, really, really into it. But she was in his music videos. And I think they both maybe thought like, hey, let's be the next Tim and Faith. No, you're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. I wish them all the best, but I called this PR from day one. I'm sticking to my guns. Go listen to Carly Pierce, though. She's a pretty good singer. Michael Ray's fine. He's hot, though. You should, like, look at his pictures, at least. I actually saw him at a bar, and in Nashville, you're not supposed to, like, go up to country singers. It's kind of like, if you live here, they live here. You're supposed to act cool. So I tried to act cool, but I was already pretty drunk, and I was like, holy shit, that's Michael Ray, but you know what? I'm not going to talk to him, because you don't do that when you're in Nashville. He's like really close to me and just like looking at me and I'm making it worse because I'm like, he's right there, but I'm not going to ask for a picture because I'm in Nashville and I'm not supposed to. And that is how I saw Michael Ray and didn't ask a picture even though I made a big scene about it because that is what Drunk Kelly likes to do. Drunk Kelly hasn't even really come out lately. I mean, I guess like buzzed, but not like not out drunk. Drunk, when you go out and can have like some drinks, that's a good time. I miss it, but I am not ready to go to bars. There was another spike in Nashville. And I always think about when I made that story, I'm like, am I going to go out to bars right when everything opens? Yes. Am I going to go to concerts? Yes. Am I going to go to restaurants? Yes. No, I backpedaled on that pretty quick. Like once I saw how many people were really going out, I was kind of like, oh shit. No, I'm not going out with all of you. So last thing I'm going to talk about, it is a trigger warning. I'm putting a trigger warning out there. I'm going to be talking about the sexual assault claims that have been going around Hollywood. I'd say this past week, two weeks. Now, Justin Bieber has been, um, somebody said they were sexually assaulted by Justin Bieber in 2014. And 2014 was a bad year for Bieber. That's when he was caught, you know, at like Brazilian brothels and doing drugs and all this stuff and he's actually admitted to treating women badly he's like talked about being an abuser I don't know if he used the term abuser but treating women pretty shitty he's talked about that but this time Justin's crew came through with receipts kind of said that it wasn't possible so I guess I don't know I don't know how I feel about it because I always want to believe the victim right like you want to believe the person who's saying it Now, Justin's team came through and said, like, this isn't possible because look at all these things that are being laid out. So I guess, like, looking at from that, I could see how it could be like, okay, maybe this isn't true. But I know people who partied with Bieber and allegedly, well, I'm not going to say allegedly because I think this is known, but it was in Boston. They were at a club called Royale and, or Story, Storytime, Storytown. I think it was the story one. They were at that club, the wherever story town. I don't know. I didn't go to clubs in Boston. I would, didn't want to do that. But anyway, they ended up going back to Bieber's hotel and he basically like took their phones, made them sign a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't, they said that all that happened was they hung out with them. He smoked a ton of weed and played guitar for them. But I think the whole taking phones thing, I understand it, but that's also like very dangerous in my opinion. Obviously, if there are a lot of drinks flowing, if there are drugs involved and you can't have your phone, like there's no escape, really. I understand wanting the privacy, but like maybe don't bring random people home from the club if that's what you want, Biebs. 
But yeah, Justin Bieber really like said there's no chance. And like I said, he came through with all the receipts. But no who didn't. Ansel Elgort. And that really surprised me Um, when all the stories came out about him and this younger girl. It really just broke my heart, right? Like you hear these stories and then you and then you might read the comments. And I'm going to tell you, don't read the fucking comments. They're not worth it. They're not worth your while because there's a reason that people do not come out about sexual assault. There's a reason. And if you look in those comments, you'll see why. A lot of times, you know, people just want to be like, oh, well, they're doing it because they're famous. And the truth is, I don't think anyone would, I don't, I wouldn't do that. Like, what are you trying to gain from going against somebody who has that kind of name and lying about it? I don't think there's anything to gain from it. And then there are people who are like, well, she was 17. She knew what she was doing. She wasn't 18. She wasn't legal of age. And honestly, it's like a power thing. So I guess like the Ansel Elgort, I'm just, I'm not going to really dive into these just because I, it's just, it's hard. That's, that's all I'm going to say. It's just, it's hard and I don't want to dive into it, but I feel like because it is kind of pop culture, I should touch upon it, but I don't want to dive into it. Especially the Chris Delia thing. You know, I was reading some comments and people are like, well, you know, it's legal when you're 16 in certain states. Yeah. When you're 30, you're still a fucking creep. If you're hooking up with 16 year olds, I don't give a shit. (laughs) people want to unfollow me because I just said that I don't care I mean I was 20 dating a 30 year old and there was a reason he was dating me right there was a reason he was dating someone who was so much younger than him but I don't know I just I feel like right now we are at a time where I hope things change I really hope that people like Chris Delia actually get fucking punished because they deserve it right you're 30 years old you're trying to hook up with 15 16 year olds you're a fucking disgusting person And people are commenting like, well, 16 is legal. Shut the fuck up. You're gross too. Yeah, see, I I guess I I shouldn't really touch on this. I don't really want to dive into it. I just, like I said, I I wanted to like brush over it. I think we should believe the victims. Um, And yeah, I think there's a reason why a lot of people don't come forward about stuff. And that is because of how people react, right? Like people being like, Well, you was famous. Of course you wanted to have sex. No, no, no. It's a power thing. Like, and a lot of people, okay, this is another really big trigger warning. I'm just going to put that out there. I know this whole thing is a little triggering, but I feel like a lot of people think that rape and sexual assault is like brutal. It's not always brutal. Sometimes you don't even know what happened to you until it's too late and you can't really like go back. But it's not this, like, it's not always, I shouldn't say it's not, it's not always this big fight, like, that you see in, like, Law & Order SVU. It's not always like that. And I feel like a lot of people who listen to this podcast probably know that, but I think that that's really frustrating to see is, like, well, if she wasn't bleeding and kicking and screaming, then it wasn't rape. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. Anyway, I'm not huge into cancel culture, as I've said before, but I'm here to cancel Chris Delia. I'm here to cancel Ansel Elgort. And yeah, that's all I can say about that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even really talked about it probably. But I did, I guess, want to brush over it. I don't know. But but yeah, it's pop culture, unfortunately. And you know what? I hope that they never have careers again. So yeah, I guess that was kind of like a rough note to end on. But I am going to end with like some good news. I think that something I'm looking forward to is my best friend's coming down for my birthday. And I think it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a raging fiesta in a hotel room. So I hope you guys follow along my stories for that. It's going to be fun. 
But I just want to remind you guys, like, we're all going through so much right now. The world is out of control. The world's nuts, as always. But I feel like I've lost a lot of time, right? I feel like these last few months, I'm like, how is it already July? I feel like it was just March. Like, I can't believe it's going to be, what, four months since girl died? Like, that's out of control in my opinion. But I just, I want to try and anchor to something good. I feel like, what is, isn't that like a quote, like a Pinterest quote or something? But I feel like we all just need to find something, anchor ourselves to it, and just know that like, we're all going to get through this shit, right? We're all going to get through it, and we all deserve a nice cold drink, whether it's alcoholic or not. We deserve a nice cold drink because it's been a fucking tough few months. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I can't believe it's been three years of Laguna Biatch and I am very excited to see what comes next and I'm really glad that you guys haven't let me quit yet. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it and I will talk to you next week. Bye.